0: Well, everyone, it is ten o'clock, and we are so excited about our call this morning. We are going to share some information, some awesome, awesome information. We want to welcome everybody. I am going to turn it over to our executive director at this time, Miss Sandra Kelson. What we're also going to do is mute all the calls. So, at the end of the call, we will have a time for answers and uh, questions and answers. We will. Uh, you only thing you need to do is start fix yourself, and you will be unmuted, and you will be able to ask your question. But at this time, I'm gonna
1: mute mute all the callers, and then Sandra, the floor is yours. Muted. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2022 2020- 2020-
2: 22, oh, 22, Sarah. And our first call of the year. We are so excited. We are, you know, we've been doing this now uh, for quite a while. Um, And so as we kind of thought about it, what kind of big picture. Changes should we make? And so we wanted to try to do something maybe that will be a little bit more helpful, more meaningful, more impactful. Um, and, you know, we have had some incredible callers in the past. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, speakers. We have done, it's just been an amazing adventure. But, um, We wanted to see if we could be even more impactful, even more relevant to what uh, everyone needs. So uh, going forward, our calls are going to be uh, based around a theme. And you will see that so that, um, you know, we will always try to provide as much relevant information to you all as possible. And we look forward to suggestions. on um, Our speaker today, who I'm, I'm very excited to hear, uh, we'll be talking about uh, something that we have not had an opportunity to think about, but um, I'm not going to spill any of that thunder right now. Um, I want to do my usual little, uh, usually I'm in the middle of the call, but today I'm going to uh, say this. We we all are still under the cloud of COVID. Uh, COVID has decided to... Try to uh, trick us all by uh, different forms. You know, we had the original, and then we had the uh, Delta variant, which you know reared her ugly head, and and now we've got Omicron. And um, for those who have been vaccinated, for those who have had. Uh, um, COVID in the past, um, we still have to be uh, very, very diligent. Um, there was someone on the call earlier who was talking about uh, having had it. Um, there are people in my office who have had it after having had COVID previously and being a, a triple vaxxed, you know, with the booster. You can still get this. So all of the protocols that we had in the past, I guess masks are just going to be the new fashion statement here on in. Um, but I do, the numbers have just been incredible. Um, but in order for us to ever turn the corner, please, please, we are not even at 50% of being vaccinated yet as a state. And I know that those who are getting Omicron, even though they've been vaccinated, it does tend to. Um, undermine our efforts to get more people vaccinated. However, if if you are vaccinated and you do contract this new variant, your symptoms are going to be much less. You're uh, more than likely not going to end up in the hospital and, uh, you know, we'll never turn the corner and get where we need to be um, unless we all are very vigilant. All right, that's the end of my soapbox, and I'm going to turn it over to uh, Olivia uh, with the partnership, and she's going to talk about some of the uh, additional new uh dynamics of our um our calls um as many of you probably noticed we've sort of rebranded it and it's still going to be a terrific tuesday when we have these calls but uh as i was saying earlier with the new concept uh we thought that the power hour would be uh, a good way to um uh, stress what it is that we're trying to do. Um, we are also going to record them, and I'm going to let uh, you know as a podcast format going forward. And I'm going to let Olivia tell you a little bit more about
3: it. Uh,
2: Olivia, unmuted.
3: Yes, I am here. here. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> um i hope everyone's having an amazing morning um thus far um hope you all enjoyed your holiday uh, coming off of mlk and so uh i know you know when you all got the notification that uh to, we were t- uh switching from terrific tuesdays to phm power hour you know i know sometimes change may cause a little bit of apprehension because of fear of the unknown um but I am here to give some kind of comfort to you all that, you know, these calls will still have the same feel as Triple Tuesday did. Um, you know, although now we'll be focusing on a specific topic per um, call this is not to say that you know uh, you all are not able to ask questions you know or not not able to you know get any kind of community announcements that you have because we will still have you know we we will still be able to do that Um, and so uh, with, the, with the name being changed to Power Hour, we also are going to a podcast format which would be beneficial, you know, just in case you know, I missed the uh, I really hate that I missed the uh, call on Tuesday well, you know, we'll be able to go back and you can actually listen to the call, and see if it was anything that you missed or you know, just because hearing those conversations can help spark, you know uh, different ideas and maybe you can be able to help, you know, the conversations you're having in your community um, and so we're going to be housing those episodes will be on our uh, Power Hour Facebook page and we'll be at, we're going to send that link out so you all can make sure you all like the page um the page should be public by the end of the day. So uh, starting tomorrow, you should be able just to search the Partnership Power Hour on Facebook and be able to like the page and follow the page to get any updates that we have about the calls, you know, upcoming um, call times, upcoming speakers, you know, you all will be able to stay in the loop um, between that. And since we're also doing it as a podcast format, that means we will be we will begin recording these calls. Um, so... If you know, so if you don't want to uh, be recorded, you know, I don't want to deter you from speaking. But you know, you sh- you'll be able to send your questions in, and we can give those to the speaker at a, at a uh, after the meeting, so you can make sure that you get your question answered. Um, I won't hold. I believe that's all that I had to say. Um, if anyone has any questions about that, I can take a few about the. Upcoming changes, but if not, we can go ahead and get into our uh, speaker for today. Okay. Well, thank you, Olivia. Um,
2: our speaker today is Brandy Harrington, and Brandy uh, has is the founder of an organ uh, entity called Legacy Keeper Inc. And this is the topic I was telling you about that I'm so excited about. Um. Although, it's a topic a lot of us are uncomfortable with sometimes. I know that, um, you know, my parents are getting older, and, uh, you know, every time they talk about after they're gone, I get, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it. But, you know, there are stories that I've heard throughout my life, whether it is uh, the unexpected death of a parent or the unexpected death. Uh, a spouse or or a loved one, um, there are things that we need to know. I, I, when we were talking about getting this, uh, getting Brandy to be our speaker, I said, you know, I am horrible about it. There are things in my life, you know, at home that I take care of, and there are things that I just, Uh, I'm on a need-to-know basis, let my husband take care of it. But if something were to happen to one of us, God forbid, uh, I would be in in desperate, desperate shape because I don't know where all this information is. So this end-of-life planning topic today, I think it's something that is going to, uh, well, sometimes it's very uncomfortable. I think it's some beautiful Concept for us all to embrace that these things do happen, and um, and we need to be prepared. So, um, Brandy, uh, the time is yours. I'm looking forward to hearing you speak. And um, if you are, on, you just need to star six yourself. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Good
4: morning
5: hey, good morning Good morning, Hear me. Good
4: morning. Yeah. Hello, loud and everyone. clear Hello, thank you all so much for having me um, Thank you I am Brandy Harrington I am the founder of the Legacy Keepers Inc um, And I do wear a couple hats as well uh, I am also uh, a real estate broker here in Jackson, Mississippi But um, for this particular talk uh, I will be talking to you all about Uh, my um, company Legacy Keepers Inc and this important topic. And so, before we begin, I wanna know how secure are your coins? Now, I know you may be asking me, what do you mean how secure are my coins? I have money in the bank. I have my checking account and my savings account is protected. My credit card bills are paid. What do you mean? And I'm not asking about the location of your money. I'm asking if
1: something were to happen, would your money be stored in the right manner? Now, in order for you all to really take this in and to really make this personal,
4: I've devised a quiz that I would like you all to really take a self-assessment to see how secure are your coins. Now, I'm not sure who on this call may be driving or who is in a position not to follow along. But for those of you who have access to the internet, please go out to a really quick website for me. Please put a browser or any browser of your choice and go to B. As a
1: boy, Bitly. So, b i t .dot l y forward slash secure
4: your coins, and coins is spelled c o i n z. So that's bit .dot l
1: y forward slash secure your coins. Now, there's a couple questions I would like you all to answer for me and take that quiz. Let me give you a few minutes to do so. Muted. Unmuted. If anyone is
4: having any issues, please unmute yourself and let me know. i trouble,
1: hear Okay is B is a boy,
4: high T dot L Y. And if you go over where the shift bar is on the right hand side, use that next to the question mark. Mm -hmm. And then secure secure your coins. S E C U R E Y O
1: U R T-O-I-N-Z. <clears throat> Did that pull up for you? Let's see.
5: Maybe I need to go to another browser because you cannot see on that.
4: Okay. If, if not, I will... Um, Make sure I will get with you here after this and we'll make sure we get you this
1: quiz, okay? If you can't get it.
5: You still haven't gotten it? I have not. let see.
4: Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do really quickly then for the sake of time is I'm going to go ahead and read the questions for you. And if anyone else has not been able to um, get in. Let me just go and read the questions, and you can just write your answers down for me. The first question is, do you keep written a record of your monthly expenses? And uh, And it says, I have a written down and or partially automated budget. I have a checking and a savings account for my budget, yes or no? The next question is, do you have a written record of your employer name or supervisor and number? And I have given my loved ones the name and phone number of my employer and or HR representative, yes or no. The third question is, can your beneficiaries access your bank account? My beneficiaries know who I bank with and have access Should they need to pay my bill? Additionally, they know how to get in touch with my CPA, insurance agent,
1: certified financial planner, and/or estate planner. Yes or no? Number four. Do you have a copy of your life insurance policy number and the
4: policy amount? I have adequate insurance for my family, for
1: for my health, life disability, and home and auto insurance needs? Yes or no? Number five, do you have a retirement account? I know my
4: retirement goals and have created a plan with my financial planner, HR rep, and or by myself. I have committed to making contributions to this account. I have a plan for retirement and investment building. Yes or no? Number six, do you have a copy of your estate planning completed? Estate planning is a will completed with trust with beneficiaries names. This means that your estate, jewelry, real estate, cash, no matter your amount in the bank account, has a plan for it. Yes or no? Number seven, do you have other sources of income, such as rental income and or stocks? Is this information detailed and written down? Yes or no? And the last question is, have your document have have you documented, excuse me, all website login and passwords. My family knows how to get into my online accounts should they need to do any online banking and or pay for anything online. Additionally, should any site ask for any two-factor authentication, oh. my family can access that information via my phone, yes or no. Now, for those of you who have taken this
1: quiz online, you received an answer to these eight questions. Now, let me talk to you all about my answer. Because I'm going to use me. Let me tell you the score I got. I was placed in a situation
4: where I failed. Because my mother, and this was all pre-COVID, she did not
1: prepare me for any of those answers to those questions. You see, she had gotten sick. And I was sitting in the hospital room with the doctor
4: and I didn't know anything. You see, as a middle-only girl, I was supposed to have known these answers and yet I didn't. Because, see, my mother, although she and I casually had these conversations, she never really had told me Should something happen, and she was unable to talk to me, she never really told me what she should do. Now, she wasn't deceased or anything. She just didn't communicate to me. If something happens, go go do this, or this is what you should do, and or make sure this happens. So here
1: I am, sitting in the hospital room, wondering oh my goodness, what did
4: you do? And if I'm being honest with you all, I was quite embarrassed because this is a conversation that my mother knew she should have been talking to me about but she just didn't even really want to talk to me about. You see, not talking to our family members in the event of an emergency, doesn't do us any good. In fact, it actually makes things worse. Because what we realize is that we actually make our family members struggle to find certain documents when we need these answers. You see, think about what you all have and what you work hard and all of the things that you all are doing. If I were to ask you if we were on a call and we were in a setting, what are you working hard for? Oftentimes, most people say they work hard for what? Their family. But if you ask yourself how many of you all have even told your family members where have you discussed with them, hey, if something were to happen, this is how you access these things, you have not even, even given them that information, then... Have you done them a service or a disservice service when it comes down to your information? You see, we are guarded when it comes down to our personal information, and I get it. But in, in the other part, we have not done ourselves our due diligence with our family members by being able to be vulnerable to being able to ensure that all of that information is given and being able to make sure that they can have it in an event of an emergency.
1: So, for me, being in the hospital, I realized this was not something I wanted to do anymore. So, I literally pinned
4: what you all have access to now called the coin's legacy keeper. And I realized that I didn't want to be in the situation. again. I realized that I've been a planner all my life. Because I've been, I realized that growing up, I've been always into detail. As far as I can remember, I've been a planner. As far as I remember, I remember the details in life. I remember growing up and I literally was playing my birthday party.
1: I was. Plan getting ready for school. I would plan the week. I would even plan
4: what I would wear. I would plan my outfits, even down to the socks, down to my hair bow, and what I would do for the weekend. So for me, details were very much common for me. But as I got older and would tell people how much I like details, People started to tell me that I was OCD and I was doing too much. So I stopped doing and telling people
1: that I love the details. And so I stopped planning for things as it relates to and telling
4: people about big things. And so what I realized is that had I been a person that continued to plan, I would have asked my mother about these things. I would have planned for something like this event because the details for me are important. Even now that I have a family, even now that I'm a business owner, even now that I am an investor and a business um, owner in real estate, details come natural for me. And so with that being the case, I realized that being a person of details, when it comes down to your money, your coins, you have to have the details as it relates to what your family needs to know in the event of an emergency. So those questions, those things that I asked you all to do on the front end, you're going to need to know those things. At least your family will, so that in the event of an emergency, they aren't scrambling when they need those answers.
1: So, the Coin's Legacy Keeper walks them through step by step to ensure that all the things that you worked hard for is laid out for them
4: systematically so that they will be able to access that information when they need it. How many people do you know right now,
1: like I heard earlier that was announced, are going through and have had issues with any COVID? How many
4: people have been lost to COVID whose family members probably are struggling and or looking for information as it relates to COVID? We've lost several members and family members who've gone to school due to COVID. I told you all earlier that my background is not only an author, but I am a real estate agent. I've had people whose family members have um, passed away due to COVID, and I've gotten calls from people who have said, We've lost family members, and now we're wondering, what does that family, um, excuse me, what do we do now that that family member has passed away, and now what do we do with the house? How are we going to um, be able to we keep, can we keep the house? In that person's name, I mean, too, too, can we stand in the, the house even though the person has died? Because we didn't have the proper information, or we have not had a will, or we've not done an estate plan. There are several things now that that family member is concerned about, because again, they didn't have things in order. Or now we don't, we can't access the the bank
1: account to pay the mortgage. These things are happening because we aren't having the discussion. No, it's not a fun conversation. Nobody wants to talk about it. However,
4: it's a needed conversation. But as I think about being in the hospital, room, as I look back and I remember, the questions that were asked of me. When I think about
1: you instantly now becoming power of attorney and or making a decision for your loved ones and they're asking you what your next steps are for your family
4: member. Is at that moment Where you really need to have answers. It's at at that moment that you realize that this conversation has to be had. This is no longer something
1: that can be put off. This is no longer a conversation that you must wait. Because time now means I need to do it. And time is now. Because at this
4: moment, life is in your hands to make either a life and death situation or make a call for a life and death situation, uh, call, or you're literally going to have to make a decision for your family member at that moment. Because if your family member cannot speak, when do you have time
1: to say, hmm, wonder what they want me to do? How can I get into their bank account? Or how can I
4: access this? Or where do I find this information?
1: pride to people now is, don't wait to have these conversations. Let's take the time that we have now and let's be proactive and let's do it. Let's get it done. Finalize those
4: conversations now. And once it's done, it's done. Just because we're talking about it doesn't mean we're going to pass away tomorrow, because that is a myth. Just because we're putting things in motion and making sure we're securing our future for our families does not mean that it's going to happen tomorrow. That is a myth as well. And just because we're putting ourselves in a better position for our family members and or our children to ensure that they're not going to struggle is not a bad thing. We are in the Bible Belt, so I will say this. Just because I want to leave my children a life insurance policy is not a bad thing. Because the Bible says to me that I'm supposed to leave a wealth for my children. That is not a bad thing. And then I don't want my kids to struggle. I'm sorry. I'm not going to have my kids struggling.
1: So for me, I urge people. And I actually tell people it's okay to do that. So I ask and I leave you all with this. As you all go back to your respective areas. As you all think about
4: this weekend, as you all think about obviously traveling and, and, and as you gear up for 2022, with seeing family members making plans. And even as you all are thinking about
1: what are your new year plans, right? Because I know a lot of people are going to make plans this year. Think about how you're going to incorporate what am I going to do for my
4: family this year to ensure that all that I've worked hard for is protected Because this is not a fun conversation, but this is a needed conversation. And one way we can do that is to ensure that you have these conversations with your family. And then if you are protected, then you're checking in with your family that, let's just say, for example, your mother, your brothers, aunts, relatives, and making sure they're protected. Mm -hmm. Because you never know if you're going to have to be, excuse me, that family member that has to be the one to take care of it all. Because we have that in families where we see you're
1: the responsible one. Hey, Brandy, This is sandra. Um okay. a couple things too. Uh, in, in my previous
2: life before becoming the executive director for the partnership, um I, I'm a lawyer. And uh, the, uh, everything that you said is just absolutely on point to have all of your financial documents. Uh, in line, but I also wanted to make sure that people and you know, you're talking about the hard conversations. All of these are very hard conversations, but. Um, you know, it, it's also the, the wishes of the person. And let me give you a perfect example. Um, you know, there are those of us who might prefer to be uh, cremated, but the people left behind might not want that. So if that's going to be your final wish, things like that need to be put in writing and you need to make sure that those, that the, your wishes are known to your family members. Um I also mentioned that I was uh, my parents are getting uh, older and uh, there are things that that as well as me you know I've got two kids that and and a husband that need to know what my my wishes are but there's certain things that um that we all need to take care of in um, Mississippi you can have a handwritten will um, but As a lawyer, and especially if you have, um, you know, an estate that your parents do, uh, family members do, um, a a lawyer grown-up will is going to be uh, the best thing. Um, What does your, what kind of things, as I mentioned, whether you want to be buried, uh, cremated, whatever, a funeral plan. Uh, do not resuscitate. Advance directive, uh, medical power of attorney, financial power of attorney—all of those things are incredibly important. Whether you want to be an organ donor, I mean, many of us have already done that on our driver's license. Uh, but what is you know? What are your wishes? What are the plans? And quite frankly, I have seen within my own family. People, siblings of my very, the age of my parents arguing to the death over a, a, a teapot. So, you know, it, in order to make uh, that next, the, the next phase of our uh, existence, meaning after we're gone, make it as smooth as possible. I think it's incredibly important that um, you have those hard conversations as Brandy was talking about, but I think it's also important that you get it in writing, that you put down what your wishes are and um, and make sure that in the documents that Brandy was talking about, that those things are listed. Where are they? Um, the clearer things are while we're still here, it's gonna be easier for those that we leave behind. And I just wanted to throw that in, Brandy, because all your everything that that you were talking about, uh, is incredibly important. Both so while you are uh uh, as well as uh if 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 the unspeakable happens. So I'll shut no. up right now. <laughs> exactly.
4: And I think um just for preferences, this the journal does have um a book that talks about wishes, but my basis was more so from a financial standpoint um, for clarity standpoint because everything is about money in the sense that if you can't pay this is to be done before an emergency and oftentimes it's not if you pass away this is to be used before an emergency in the event where let's say you don't pass away let's say if you are just literally um, un- incapacitated for four to six weeks okay oftentimes if you can't pay or something, You still need to have things in a situation, in a place where your family can um, be able to access your phone. And so, I apologize if that was just one way of saying that um, story.
2: But I do want to oh, share that. Oh, Brandy, you don't have to apologize. I was just <laughs> jumping in um, okay. from a different perspective. You know, just because, like okay. I said, I have a legal background. Um, and I just... You know, I just wanted to make sure that, that in, in addition, you're absolutely right that the ability to get the treatment or to get the needs for, for your loved ones while they're still with us and afterwards, very important. But um, you know, it's, it's not, a lot of times it's the argument we, and I have this within my own family, is, you know, what do you want, you yeah. know, what kind of measures to keep you alive? You know, my husband yeah. and I have completely different theories about that. So, um, that that's all I was doing. And, right. You know, everything you said is right on point. Thank you.
4: And you're right because I think even if you think about um, from real estate standpoint, some people have different views of, um, well, they don't want the house and, well, I want to sell a house and a family member wants to keep the house a rental income. Again, everything has to be written out for the sake of what you may want to do with that property. So everything um, has to be written out. Hence why Legacy keepers Inc. is about writing, okay? Hence why Inc. is, is the name of our company. So at the end of the day, Legacy Keepers Inc. is about writing. It's about documenting um, everything that you do. So there is no reason for the person who reads and runs after it will not be able to understand what your wishes are. There is very much a clear-cut, black-and-white, notarized, documented, legal framework as to what your wishes are. And so the other part of having the coins legacy keeper is that whether you're able to only be down for a few weeks, you can be able to have a power of attorney, you can have certain things in place should you need a person to be able to manage your finances. That's another benefit of having this framework done. Because we do know that if you are unable to pay your bills, I often tell people that you think about coins in the of finances where all it takes is one time to get behind and you play catch up, right? You literally have late fees, then late fees turn into what? other things. Then you have late fees on top of now you've dug a hole into having other different things go on. Then it's another bill. Then that bill now has the first of the month paid with the bill is due again. So now the bill is due for some late fees. Now it's due again. But I'm still out sick. But my family member and this happened to me but my mom was sick. I could not pay the bill because I didn't have access to the money. So I literally had to wait until she got better, which meant now the mortgage was late. Okay? Not that she didn't want me to pay it. It's not that I couldn't pay it. it's just have access to it. Now, I would love to have paid, but I, at the time, didn't make that kind of money. So now, here it is. I have to wait. For her to get back, you think about late fees, first month, then additional is paid. I mean, additional bill is paid is due, and then imagine how much money now paid has to be paid as a result of you not paying that bill on time. So, point is not sure. only there to talk about giving access to your next of or that power of attorney to save you money, but to also ensure everything stays afloat if you have it like that or you have an emergency fund to ensure that everything stays afloat for your your finances and for your bills in your house. Keep in mind that this is needed to have your family members pay your bills so that you all are not paying extra for outside things such as late fees and charges that are associated when you don't pay on time.
2: So Brandy, are you? Uh, is it okay if we uh, ask callers if they have any specific questions? Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, for our callers, if you have any questions, with Brandy, uh, just star six yourself and and um, and we'll allow them right now.
0: And Sandra, before we start getting the questions, I do, I just want to say thank you, thank you so much Brandy, uh, for, for sharing this information. But what was an eye-opener for me, uh, when I was, when Brandy came to our home and spoke to a small group was, in and, and, and He's referenced this, uh, several of the things that, you know, you need access right then. I did not think about the children. Our children were not on our checking account. Myself and my husband was on the account. If something happened to myself and my husband, we would have access to it. But we never thought about if something happened to us, if something happened to both of us at the same time. So we had to go and put their names on our checking account. And, and then with this legacy book, as she speaks of, it is a great record-keeping method where you can write all of this information down. And our goal is to actually, we, we, we bought two books, but we want to have one at the house with all of this information in it. But we also want to, want to put one in a safe deposit box so if the house burns down and we can't, you know, and they cannot get to this book, that they will still have access to this information because it's so important. Like she said, if something happened to myself and my husband, the children were not on the account they were not beneficiaries or they their name was not listed. Therefore they would have they would be in a predicament of having to try to pay our bills while we were in a state where we could not. So that just did I mean that just did something to me because I realized we were not ready. Every year on our anniversary, we'll go out of town and I'll say, Charles, if something happens to both of us today we would not be prepared. But this, listening to this, uh, information that Brandy shared with us, it helped me to understand and how important it is, although we don't want to have these conversations, we need to have these conversations because we don't want our children left in a state, uh, um, they're already, you know, upset and, and going through so much because we're gone. But just imagine the financial burden that could be left on them if they don't ha- if we don't do what we need to do now to prepare them for If something happens, so making sure that was one thing we went around on the holidays, making sure that we had the children's names on the account in case something happened. That was, that was Brandy. That was my aha moment. Uh, when you said that, because I didn't even think about it. I just, I didn't even think, you know, it never crossed my mind that, um, what would they do? They couldn't have, they wouldn't have access. So I just wanted to throw that out uh, as well and uh, encourage you to, we're going to place this information on our website to encourage you to get this journal or start your own, whatever you need to do. But you want to get this information down so you won't leave your children or your family members pretty much hopeless uh, and in a, in a certain state. But I just wanted to throw that in. Sorry about that, <coughs> Brandy. But uh, please, if you have any questions, please uh, start six yourself and ask those questions at this time.
4: Counsel, know, so when you get um, the other thing that I uh, at that at your home is definitely when you get them, take it to your um, lawyer, your estate planner. Uh, I have definitely taken it to mine and, and I've actually taken it to several attorneys here. And if you take this to them, one of the things is it makes their job so much easier because everything that they need is in this journal for them to be able to help with everything that they need for you. Um, To Sandra's point, I'm not a licensed attorney, but it helps them when they build out their estate planning because this does help build out your estate planning because I do talk about making sure you have an estate plan. You do need one um, for your family. So definitely want to make sure I
1: put that out there. Any questions for my callers? Uh, fix yourself and unmute, and you can ask your question.
3: Hello. Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay. This is um, uh, this is Olivia, and uh, I know you know we were saying like these are hard conversations, but how would you, you know, how would you start that conversation with your parents or with your loved ones? Even though it's a tricky thing, are there any tactics that you have, or you know, are there certain things we should avoid saying when having these conversations?
4: That's a great question. Um, one of the things that I get asked is this question. And, you know, you just have to be honest. Ask your question. If um, see. ask your loved one, I like to ask what if. What if something happens? What are they plans? What do they think about this? Because what if is, is hypothetical for most people. They, they, they're not threatening they're a little bit easier for them to, to digest, and then they are able to feel like you're not attacking them. So what if something happens? What do you want us to do? Or what if, you know, whatever the case is? And if you ask what if most of the time people feel like, oh, okay, what if it may not come true? Because then they feel like, oh, okay, you're not really talking to me. It's just maybe. Question. So try a what if or in the event and see if that response allows them to start opening up
1: so they can be able to answer and you can be able to get what you need from them and start to see if they'll be able to
4: give you more of what you can kind of start putting in place for them.
5: Okay. I have a question as well. This is Earlene. Can you mm-hmm. hear me? Yes, we can, can hear, hear you, Earlene. Okay, thank you. Uh, this is very important, and I'm so glad to hear this information. And I want to ask internal, and, and I thank you, may have Answered the question just for clarity. The journal, when you write all of this down and you put this in a journal, in order for this to become official, you still need to take this to an attorney and have a wheel drawn up, uh, is that correct? So the next step would that what that be... that be considered... A- okay, that's my question. Would it be considered official? If I just had a journal left here, but it's not official, it's not, you know, by an attorney anything? would that be considered official or would not?
4: So this is not, no, this is not a will. So you still need a will. This is just... Okay. A- um, the small details outside of the will. So, your passwords, your, um, your bank account information. This is the smaller details that I was referencing that you accompany with the will. So, your will, you still need a will, you still need an estate plan. Um, so you're going to still need to do all of that. So, you will still need to go with a will. And can is I add a, something as well
0: Brandy, and I'm just going to share with you all the the journal that she provides that she's created some of the categories that it has in it like the bills, your list your bills, your list, your life insurance policies, your list your passwords, your account information, that's your bank accounts, social security information, your list your rental information if you have it stock information if you have it, burial information, attorney information because a lot of times our children don't even know who is our attorney, who is the attorney, who do they need to talk to, the state information, they need to know about your retirement plan, your pension plan, they need to know your banking information and your vehicle information so if something happened to me today I need to make sure that my children know they need to contact Sandra Shelton at the Partnership for Health in Mississippi how many times do we actually tell our children who we work? Would they know where we work? They might know the location, but do they know all the ins and out of if I have a policy on the job and things of that nature? So this cre- this journal that uh, Brandis ha- Brandis has created, I'll say this too is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> And uh, on the front of it, she has a couch that has money coming out of it because that's what's happening. We're losing the money in the couches and our children are not able to access this money. So this journal that she provides is just a journal to help you and your loved ones manage your resources when you're gone. This this journal to me is like first steps. And then you making the next step of getting the will done, getting the estate plan uh, in writing, finding a lawyer and things of that nature but those little things that we forget about, this is what this journal consists of. brandon
4: did I, am not saying that okay? <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. You
5: boys, that's
4: the best first person ever. But to Sharon's point, yes, I'll be honest. I did it in the opposite. Um, again, I was birthed into this. This is actually an assignment for me, but um, when I sat down, my husband and I, when we sat down to do our estate plan, we do have an estate uh, attorney um, and, we do have an estate plan and I have a will, And so we have all of that. And he has our, my, my journal actually. And he was like, wow, you, I didn't even want to ask you all these things, but now that you have given it to me, thanks. Because he wouldn't have asked me for the, the small details to Sharon's point, because he told me that when I filled out all of our stuff, he didn't normally need to get all of that because that's not normally what he asked. Now, Sharon, um, you're an attorney. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you all, if you have expertise in this, when you create a will, do you all ask for the small details as it relates to passwords and or banking account information?
0: Now, Sandra, that's because I'm not a maternity brand. That's Sandra. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, okay, so,
2: okay, So, the thing about uh, will is that it can be as much or as little. So, no, uh, you know, it just depends. Uh, as I said earlier, in Mississippi, you can have a handwritten will that's, as long as it's witnessed. Uh, it's, it can be very problematic, but I've seen wills that were written 30 years ago and in the you know in the course of life, uh, it might have been written when there was one child and then there were subsequent children so that it just wasn't up to date uh so uh, you have i can tell you that lawyers who practice will in state law that it um it, there is there are wills that are as detailed as as you know your uh your journal, but a lot of times they are not so that's why it's very important to get the um, um that that small stuff the immediate stuff. Those, uh, those, that information that will be needed, uh, just to get through the day, so to speak, um, on the front end to help, uh, alleviate some of the problems. But as far as the will, the will is the person that is making the will, Mm -hmm. uh, dictates what is in the will. You know, the attorney might ask to say it'd be a good idea, but in the end, uh, you know it is the testator the person that is writing the will that dictates mm-hmm. uh, the level of detail and what is in the will you know it could be I want to give that that um, teapot to uh, cousin Alma mm-hmm. um, okay well, what happens is that, uh, cousin Alma predeceases you and then there's that teapot so you know it's, there's the, every scenario is a very it's, it's a seemingly easy way um, to uh, to practice law but I can tell you from experience it can also be the biggest fight the biggest fight mm-hmm. over that teapot mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And I want to add something else, too, Sandra, that you said, you know, about the the wheel that was 30 years old, making sure once we get that wheel in place to make sure that we update it. Because even in our situation, I thought about when we, if something would have happened prior to me hearing this uh, presentation. Everything would have been left pretty much to my oldest son because the time when we did all our policies and things like that, Mm -hmm. he was the oldest one. And we didn't think about it. But then when we Mm -hmm. went through this session, we thought, wow, we had to go and change because now our other sons are older now. So we had to go back and make sure that we are updating and updating about that teapot. If it's one teapot, two teapots or whatever, but we need to begin to update it on a regular basis. So that everybody can, to make sure that everybody gets,
4: have our final
1: wishes,
4: say it like that,
0: our final wish
5: mm-hmm. And
4: that's, and I want that, um um sorry, our estate planner, he does check in. And so you do want to get with an attorney or estate planner who's, you know, you do pay for that, but they check in with you once a month. And so one of the things that you want to definitely come back to is, even as you think about, like I said, as you think about this year, check in, sit down. once a month, You want to check in and as these things change, update these things because this is something that you want to um, make those changes as those things change in your life.
2: Well, and one other thing I will say, uh, you're bringing up children. Um, a lot of times when we are, uh, are par- uh, we're parents of young children, we're, we're here in that, that moment. It couldn't, it, it's one of the most important things for you to put in writing. If something were to happen to you, who would, your, who would you want to raise your children? Um, in my case, I'm an only child. Uh, my husband has five siblings quite frankly, none of whom I would have wanted to raise my children, just to be honest. But, you know, you have to select something. You know, it's your parents, but then as you get, if your parents are older, your parents are deceased. So, um, you know, not to overwhelm everybody and to be sort of a Debbie Downer, but, you know, life happens, and sometimes you just don't know, Um, and... As we all have said, as difficult as these conversations can be to think about the unthinkable, um, there are things that getting you know getting those things in order is an act of love for your family. So that's the way to think of it. And to, and to Sandra's
4: point, um, when I sat down, when my husband and I sat down with... Our, our estate planner, my husband and I had to uh, talk about who would take care of our children should we be traveling. You do have to fill out who would, who would take care of your children should both of you all be gone and traveling. And Lord forbid something will happen to the both of us. Um, who would you want to take care of our children? We haven't really had that uncomfortable conversation and although we uh, you know I knew my oldest brother would not be that person and Um, we love his mother and father and I told him that wouldn't be the the person we wanted to do that. We had to have that conversation. So we chose my, my, um, another family member. And I also had to tell him, um, we we discussed making sure that they knew where this legacy keeper would be because we needed them to know that should something happen, you would go get, you know, talk to the the estate planner, but then you still need to know the small details. So, all of that was looped in in that conversation so that it is all for a to her point that you get the children, you get this, and everything makes sense so that you always be able to run how you need to to make sure that not only are my children taken care of, but you understand this is the, the person to talk to, this is the life insurance policy, and these are the small details for the business state and what happens in our day-to-day stuff as the access bills and things like that do we need you to do on our behalf thank you any
0: additional questions any additional questions yes my name is alice and
4: i have my question is if you have a will made out that you've gotten from um ordered say you ordered a will and then you filled it out and had it taken it to a bank and
1: had it motorized is that sufficient or you must go to an attorney oh in Mississippi that is sufficient, as I said, you do not have to have an attorney to have a will can you hear me?
2: Yes,
0: I hear you thank you
2: oh, okay I was just making sure um yeah it 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 would be sufficient as long as you you you've put your um you know you've had it notarized
5: witnessed them notarized uh you're good great thank you uh-huh. I have a question um about the legacy keeper, do you? Um, how can we purchase one of those? Are you selling those? You might have said, but I didn't hear. See, Sharon's gonna.
4: Yes, we, I do have a website, My Coins Journal. Um, my understanding is that Sharon will be putting that link on you all's website. Is that correct, Sharon?
0: Correct. It will be on our website and I will send out that information as well. And if you um, don't get the information, please, most of you have my contact information and I give you my number 601-497-9884. Again, that's 601 Four nine seven nine eight eight four. Call me and I can get you that link to that information so you can get that valuable too. And I want to say something as well to Olivia's question um, about you know how to start that conversation and what I'm thinking honestly thinking about because I Brandy came over. Brandy came over and talked to a a small group that I meet with monthly, but I'm almost thinking about. Also, having branded, invested in and in branded, to come out to my my larger family, you know, my uh, my mom, my her sisters, my uncles and siblings and things of that nature, and present this information either face to face or via Zoom. And I just encourage you to even consider that because what it, because it is hard for us to just bring that conversation up, and it's hard for them sometimes to just talk to us about it. But bring it in an outsider to begin that conversation for our families and let them hear her story of what she went through might make it make it might make it easier for them to begin that conversation because I don't think we really look at the big picture of things you know we don't think about if we're gonna die we don't think about if I if I'm in the hospital for so many months, to things are like that, who can the children carry on financially for us if they don't have access to our resources? So I, I, I do encourage you to reach out, Brandy. Please give us your, um, your contact a contact number or a contact email address as well, so that if somebody wants to reach out to you afterwards, that they that they can, and we will also have it on the website. But, uh, Brandy, if you don't mind, sharing that information hmm. now too.
4: Okay, my contact information is Brandy. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-E. So it's Brandy at Legacy Keepers Inc. dot com. So well, questions at, come about, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. And that's Brandy at Legacy Keepers Inc. dot com, and you can order that um, tool at www my coins. C O I N Z, MyCoinsJournal.com. dot com. Thank you all so much for these questions. Thank you so much for your attention. I have enjoyed being with you all, and I hope you all secure your coins. And I hope you all enjoyed that quiz. And let me know what your score was. I hope you found that
1: quiz to be helpful.
3: And
5: and let's uh, safe Go ahead. Do we have another question? Yeah, yes, I'm this nice. and I would like for her to put, um, as well, send this um link so I can take the quiz online. Um, because I couldn't okay. get into the quiz. Okay. okay, did I hear another voice?
0: A good friend of mine is on the call, and she just emailed, uh, texted me another great point to Olivia's, um, to answer Olivia's question. She said, this would be great to incorporate doing a family reunion. And I think that would be absolutely awesome when you have all the family members there. Uh, And even, you know, putting it in, maybe the cost of the (laughs) journal as a part of their registration, as a gift, or, or something of that nature, or even getting a sponsorship to you—you know—a sponsor to, to purchase so many books for family members, or give them out as door prizes and things like that. Because this would be, this gift is priceless. I can't put a price on it. Of getting all of your information that your loved ones would need in case something happens to you. So great idea. Thank you, Andrea. Shout out
4: to you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. sending that in. Okay, Andrea, and. let me know, and I'll be happy to show up at the the family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it, love it. Any other questions? Any other questions?
5: I think that's all the questions. It was it awesome, but I have one announcement that. Um, okay, please at
0: this time, please any
5: community announcement, mm-hmm. please share at this time. Yes, I'll uh, have a community announcement. There's actually uh, a site that I'm going to send to Ms. Natalie about the free COVID testing, home testing that's uh, for household. Uh, information that I will be sending out that anyone is interested in it, and she'll put it on the website for me. And also, this is Cervical Cancer Month, and I'm encouraging everyone to go out and get their passport and if not, uh, also
1: to get your HPV vaccine if you haven't gotten as well, and stay safe from COVID. Thank you, George. Anyone else? With an announcement,
0: any additional announcement? Let me read this one. I did get this one. Uh, creating tobacco sensation opportunities in the Delta region. They will be having a, a network meeting. It's going to be January 26 2022, from 6 to 7.30. Uh, the- and what I'll do is, this will be on our link as well, and uh, you will be able to go to this particular link and register. This is a uh, coalition of um, tobacco sensation opportunities in the Delta region, River region area. So, we will also uh, place this on our website as well. Any additional community announcements from our community partners? Yes, ma'am. Sharon, this is Belinda Lane, and Sharon. I will Belinda, I hear you. Hello, go ahead. Okay. Yes, all right. Um, I work with the
1: Mississippi,
0: Oregon Recovery Agency, and I heard Sandra mention um, that particular issue. It's a conversation that we also encourage folks to have in their families and with their loved ones as well. But I also want to let you guys know that we provide free uh, presentations to uh, high school students uh, that are in health science classes, biology classes, uh, driver's education classes, they're absolutely free if you'd like to be a part of those. Uh, we are more than happy to come out and provide a presentation for you face-to-face or, uh, online, uh, via, Zoom or Teams. So please, if you'd like to have those presentations, we also provide some goodies for the students and all participants. And my name, again, is Belinda Lane, and I work for Mississippi
4: Organ Recovery Agency.
0: Belinda, if you would, give a number that they can contact you at. Absolutely. My number is 601-955-4548. That's 601-955-4548. And, again, we provide those presentations at absolutely no cost. To you, And we also uh, do community outreach activities, so if you have something going on in your communities and you want us to set up a booth or table, we'll also do that with uh, health facilities as well. And, Melinda, if you could send me a flyer, if you all have a flyer about that or some information, please share it with me and I can get it on the website. Sure thing. Thank you. And I heard another voice coming in. Mrs. Nettle. Yes, ma'am. Hi, this is Chantry Gone. Hey, how are you doing? I'm well. I have an announcement, if you will. Okay? Okay. Um, great day, everyone. I would like to announce that the Holmes County Career and Technical Center will begin adult education classes for any persons who are 18 years or older that live in Holmes County or in driving distance to Holmes County. Registration it will take place on January the 25th. Classes are welding, auto body paint and refinishing, Medical Billing and Coding, ICD-10, Administrative Office
4: Training, and Introduction to Computer. If you would like more information,
1: you are free to call 662-834-3052.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Nettles, for this opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you so much for sharing. Great opportunities for our adults in the area. Any additional community announcements? Sandra, did you have anything else
2: to say before we close out? Nope okay can you hear yeah. me hey. no i'm good it's a great call thank you everyone.
0: yes it was a great for our first partnership power hour this was absolutely as you say a power hour i thank you so much brandy for the information absolutely amazing you have my my wheels in my head continuing to turn uh, about the how far behind i am <laughs> And I'm playing catch-up, but I plan to catch up in 2022 to make sure that we leave our family members uh, well taken care of. We don't want to leave them in a, a state of just disarray. So I'm just encouraging you all to reach out to her if she can provide a service for you and a family. I think a great idea. I called my Andrea Nash, resource coordinator. She is always coming up with some awesome ideas, and family reunions would be a perfect place to be able to share this information so everybody can be on one accord. So again, I cannot say thank you enough. Just as we did with the Terrific Tuesday Community Connection Call, we urge our community partners to please share this information with your community. Do not keep this information to yourself. Please share it because we don't want to see someone that we're connected to going through something of, something that we could have helped them prevent. So I'm just excited, of, again, to just share this information. I'm excited about the information getting out on our website. And uh, I'm just excited about what we're going to do in 2022 as families, uh, on the calls, as, as community partners. Um, when we meet out, I'm going to say, hey, you got this stuff in order. You're going to tell me yes, you do have it in order. <laughs> so I'm just excited about that. Again, please reach out to Brandy if you uh, need, informa- need additional information on her services. And we we will have the journal information on the, uh, on the website so that you can get your hands on this valuable, valuable information. If there is nothing else, until we meet again in two weeks, if you want to get on the uh, call log or the, um, we sent out a text messaging system for the calls, if you would like to be on that text messaging uh, system where you would get remind, a reminder text the day before of this, uh, of the uh, the power hour, uh, and you would get a reminder Reminder the morning of, so you won't forget about the call. Please send me your uh, information. Please send me your email address. Send me your phone number and name, and I will get you and put it into that system. Again, my name is Sharon Nettles. You can reach me at 601 497 9884, and we will get you on there. Uh, again, stay safe, continue to wear your mask, continue to social distance, and continue to wash your hands. And we look forward to everyone joining us in two weeks. We love you, and have an awesome week. Thank you.